0: Welcome to Breathe Success Radio, the podcast that brings you the most up to date information on trading, nutrition, lifestyle, and business with your host, Helder Barroso.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another podcast of the Breathe Success Radio. I'm really excited today to have with me Dr. Alif Mosaji a uh, very good friend of mine. Um, I've known Alif for a few years now um, and I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm going to let Alif actually introduce himself a little bit more so you guys can understand a bit more about him. Uh, but I'm really excited. So Alif, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are and what you're all about.
0: Hi, uh, um, welcome. And uh, it's a great pleasure uh, and it's, uh, it's a privilege to be here uh yeah it's great you've given me a bit of time just to speak to you about the stuff that's really really important to me so i'm a dentist uh i work in leicester i'm the principal of a private practice here and it's a reasonably nice practice i'm really proud of it and we do our best to look after our patients um whenever anything is difficult obstacles have to be overcome Mm. and so uh not everybody is a dentist, okay? Yes. But everybody will do a job that's difficult. Everybody will have uh, work that's difficult. Everybody will have challenges in their life. Absolutely. And I feel that if we can uh, help to frame those challenges in a certain way. Mm. Then it helps us to, to overcome them and approach them in a way that allows us to succeed. And God yeah. knows, maybe we're we'll going to be happy while we're overcoming those changes too.
1: Yeah. So, before we spoke about what we're going to talk about, um, we talked about a topic about only crazy people talk to themselves. It's something you've come up with, which I think it's amazing, really. But um, tell us a little bit more about that. What is it that what what's what's gone beyond that title?
0: Well, I mean, it struck me once upon a time that I feel like a lot of the time I am talking to myself. I'm asking myself questions. Uh, It allows me to understand what's happening in the world. And I don't think I'm alone. The more and more I've researched into mindset, the more I've researched into something called neuro-linguistic programming, which is what's called NLP, um, these are all about how we understand the world. And the way we understand the world has to be with words. And normally there's some question answer going on in our own brains. Mm. We will ask questions, And Helda, this is something we've spoken about before, but our brain is beautiful. It's the most powerful computer. But what we need to learn is that if we ask the right questions, if we frame things in the right way, then we will get hopefully the right answer. And we're talking about empowering and disempowering as perhaps being the two different types of questions and answers we can get. Mm. One that capitulates us into feeling powerless and unable to activate ourselves into doing something worthwhile, and Mm. the kind of questions that make us, you know, springboard us into taking action, taking the right action, and hopefully doing that for the right reasons as well.
1: Yeah, so when you say, obviously, some of us may be talking ourselves down, some of us may be talking ourselves up, right? Uh, What defines that, though? What is it, if I'm sitting here right now, and I'm talking to myself, for example, I've got something coming up, and I'm really worried, and I'm, I'm going to fail at it, I'm going to fail at it. Um, What would be the the, the opposite of me saying, you know, well, actually, I'm going to kill this. Um, So how does that work? And if someone's struggling with self-negative talk, Mm -hmm. why is that? And why is it that some people do that and some people are very self-positive talking?
0: I think some of it is habit, okay? And some of it is proof. And it's our ability to look for the proof in the right place. Okay, so... One, thing, one clear distinction I made when I was younger, which really helped me in life, is that human beings are creatures of deletion. So what do I mean by this? I believe that we have so much stimulus that comes into us every day, every second of every day. Mm. Too much for us to be able to compute all at once. Yes. Okay? Like right now I'm sat on a wooden bench my, my dining table, and, you know, the pressure on one arse cheek is a little bit more than the other. Yeah. Normally, I'm not registering this kind of stuff, but it's there. That stimulus is there. The breeze, you know, the lights, the lighting, all of this stuff, it's all stimulus that we either decide to filter or not. Right. Okay? So we are in the habit of choosing what we focus on, right? But right. we just don't consciously take control of that all the time. So if I decided to consciously um, focus on all the things in life where I'd cocked up, I don't know how well I would feel about myself after about half an hour of doing that. Yes. Whereas if I tried to focus on the things in my life which have gone well and that I'm grateful for, so this is why having gratitude sessions and things like this is so important, but if you have time, to be grateful and to just remind yourself of the things that you have succeeded in doing, Mm -hmm. then it gives you the proof to say, well, I succeeded at that and I succeeded at this, so maybe I can succeed at the next thing too. Mm -hmm. And it helps then to change our focus, change our habit, and it is a part of, just like when somebody starts, um, you know, for being had a really bad diet, no exercise things like this but they have to consciously change to create a new habit but then they don't have to consciously change all the time they set the habit and then that solidifies Yeah, and it becomes an internalized mechanism yeah and as that habit changes then things are great because i started off as a really negative person to be
1: honest yeah yeah as a turning point
0: uh, I think the turning point for me was just understanding that, okay, I've always been known as being one of the clever ones, yeah? In terms of like, you know, in class, I could do well in maths and English and all, all the rest of it. And then even when I studied, I, I thought, right, well, I'm going to now go and do dentistry. I'm going to be with all the other clever clubs. I'll just be a minnow. Actually, it ended up being that I was reasonably clever in that class and people will come to me that around exam time. they would be asking me to teach them how to do things. Mm. However... When it came to, like, getting into the real world, I was languishing, okay, behind people who I was, quote, unquote, you know, cleverer than uh, yes. cleverer than. Yes. Um, and so I realized that something wasn't right, and I need to go on a journey to find out what's going on and what I can do better. And so I was good at learning, yeah? Yes. I picked books up. I read and I read and I read and I found out. And I came across uh, uh, text after text on Mindset. And understanding how it's so important that we not, you know, rewire almost our brain for success, because that's a different thing to rewiring our brain to learn something to pass an exam. Completely different
1: skill. Oh, totally. I think um, learning to pass an exam. I think any of us can actually do it if we put the work in, right? Um, it it just takes time. Takes hours to sit down and, and learn that topic. You go and pass your exam, but if you don't use it again, you forget, forget it you know, um, can you hear me? Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll give an example. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. When I, when I did my nutrition exam, you know, it was really difficult exam. And I, I studied hard for that. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably the opposite of you. I was one asking you at school, can you help me out? Because I wasn't into studies. <laughs> no, honestly, I wasn't into studies. I wasn't into school. All I wanted to do was play sports and, um, and chase the girls pretty much. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, right? So um, you know, I didn't I guess that comes I don't know, maybe that comes from, from my parents. Um my parents were not very driven as well. My, my my mom didn't my mom didn't go to school, doesn't have a degree, my dad doesn't have a degree, you know. So I guess that, that my, my my dad said, Well, when you're eighteen, if you want to leave school, you can leave school, it's up to you. So, you know, that decision was, well, I don't I don't wanna do this, I'd rather play football, right? Um, So later on in life when I decided, hang on a second, I need to do something about this, hence why I started studying a bit later in life, and I found it hard, but I did it. Um, But however, if you ask me now 80% of that exam, I probably would fail. Because I don't use 80% of of that exam on a day-to-day basis with my work. Um, So, yes it's 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 yeah passing is is easy but changing habits for me is the hard thing if someone said to me when i was 12 years old right holder you need to focus on your studies you need to do this and i wouldn't know how to do it you know so and i mean
0: changing habits is tough you're right it's really tough but there is a recipe that can help there is a recipe that's what i was
1: going to ask you so what would be the recipe
0: okay so the first step in trying to change a habit is wanting to change okay now that sounds like a very interesting and odd concept but you can't you can't make somebody change if they if they're not ready to change yes so it's what we call leverage isn't it and leverage will come in different ways so for example the classic one is that you uh, a client of yours maybe or myself included i'll try on a pair of trousers that i used to fit me really well uh, and now they don't anymore. And I'm thinking, shit, I need to, I need to do something about this. Mm. I've suddenly got pain. I've got pain, and that's something that springboards me to actually take some action. It can be something as simple as, okay, you're quite comfortable and you've got a reasonably good amount of money in the bank, okay, and then suddenly a friend of yours, again that you thought was a bit thicker than you, right, or you didn't respect at school, but suddenly he rocks up in a brand new car think oh my god I wish I had a car like that and suddenly there's pain so this kind of pain is something that some people will avoid yeah they'll run away from it you've got to embrace that pain Mm. because that pain is the call to action that tells you that I'm not happy I didn't realize but I'm not and now is my opportunity to do something about it now I have to say, I'm not saying that because your friend has come in a car, now you've got to buy a new car. It's either that you've got to say to yourself, you know, I need to understand that I am grateful for all I have or it's time for you to say, right, I need a new car. Right? So there is a choice there, Hmm. but you have to acknowledge the pain and understand what it's telling you and ask yourself, how do I act in the right way so that I don't feel that the next time.
1: So, Let's talk about both of those examples, right? So someone might put their jeans on and they'll say, Oh my god, I didn't realize I put this much weight on. I need to do something yeah. about it. So we found the pain. Okay. Yes. Now yeah. the next step of that person would be to maybe start exercising, start eating a bit healthier, whatever mm. it might be. Um but then life gets in the way. Then, Correct. then work Correct. work gets busy, the kids are demanding um financial strains on 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 life and all of a sudden that pain is no longer there because there's other things that are more important or seemingly more important than that little pain that the guy that you got from that moment you had with your genes yes and all of a sudden you just go back to your old habits yes what do we do then
0: what do we do then so it's brilliant yeah so you see the next step in change is identifying patterns yeah so you identify the the patterns that led you to feel the way you feel okay so health is an excellent one yeah so eating badly eating at the wrong time you know choosing making bad choices basically isn't it yeah and what you've got to try and do is to interrupt that pattern you've got to pattern interrupt okay so when you catch yourself doing something that you understand so there is an accumulation of knowledge phase and there's an accumulation of insight phase as well so perhaps trying to understand why you're eating at a certain time but let's face it yeah i know that when i go and see my mom and dad i'm not hungry but because they've cooked and every time i go and see my mom and dad they serve me food i eat yeah right because not that I'm hungry. I don't need it as an animal eating food, but I just want to eat. Yes. Right? And so acknowledging that that is probably okay because I don't see them all the time. Yes. But if I were to see them every single day, then that would become a habit that I would be exactly, I would have to have to address that, yeah? Yes. So there is, a, there is an element of really being quite insightful in why things are happening. Am I watching TV late at night? Am I bored all the time? So do I always have to grab fatty snacks you know in order to pass the time as i'm watching TV. because these these are the kind of habits that allow this kind of thing to happen and i i'm not trying to belittle it because it's almost like it, you sleepwalk into this kind of thing yeah it's yeah, not, yeah you don't I'm even realize exactly i'm not consciously hurting yeah. myself and eating it's just you kind of like it, it happens slowly and very insidiously so the pattern interrupt is really important and that's sometimes about attaching pain to this behavior. Yeah. So if you very clearly in the moment that you feel the pain of the genes, not going on, attach it to the snacks that you're having on the sofa. then every time somebody says, come, let's get some crisps or whatever, you'll feel sick. Mm. You'll feel the pain and it will stop you from doing it, but you have to connect those dots. It makes it much easier. Cause if they're disparate and, Separate things in, in your head, you won't link the pain of one with the other. And then the next time you'll just carry on eating the snacks once you've got, you know, down, you've got back into the genes again.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I've come across, as you can imagine, hundreds of clients that I've worked with. And, you know, changing habits is always the, the hardest thing. And and this is all, all, what I always say we need to be in it for the long haul, not short haul. I mean, everybody wants, especially with fat loss, everybody wants to results today. Whereas Mm -hmm. it's it's a process like changing habits is not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a a long process, longer for others, you know, and shorter for others. It just depends on people's mindsets. Um, And also it depends on how much pain you're in in terms of how much pain are you actually in? How much are you, how much do you want to change? Right. Um, One one of the things I always, you know, try and speak to when when I first see a client on my consultation, you know, I always ask them, you know, why, why, why are you here? You know, Why have you got in your car today, drove to me, sat in front of me, took time away from your day to, to come here, why, why are you here? And typically it's the fact that, oh, I'm not comfortable, uh, the way I look, I'm, I'm unhealthy, uh, I wanna lose weight, especially around my belly, you know, the usual stuff. But yeah. I honestly think, though, that's not enough. I honestly think that pain is not enough. Because it, it, it basically, I don't see that pain as being strong enough for long-term changes. I see that pain as being enough for short-term changes.
0: For, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, oh, I'm
1: willing to not eat biscuits for eight weeks. I'm willing to exercise for maybe a month or two. But then there's an end to this, and I'm never going to do it again. But I'm, unfortunately, that's, that's what people think. People think there's a starting point and an ending point, right? and yeah. there isn't yeah. when it comes to your health there is no starting point and ending point there's always yeah. there's just a journey there's a lifestyle that you Absolutely. can't think you can't think oh I'm I'm going to go and see a personal trainer I'm going to see a coach but I'm going to lose two stones in, in three months as an example and then I'm just going to go back to normal and then everything will be fine but it won't because you're going to put the weight back on because you go back to normal hopefully in those three months we would have no, built I, some habits
0: I fully agree and
1: go on
0: yeah, I'm sorry. So I'll just say I fully agree with that. I think that the thing with life though is that it gets in the way often, yes. okay? Yes. And, and yes. I don't mean that in a different way at all because at the moment the fire is there because the genes don't fit, right? And I'm not saying that the fire goes out because the passion might still be there. But what if something else isn't fitting like you and your wife, yeah? yeah. Or you and your business and there's a bigger pain point right now somewhere else in your life. You need to, you need to step on that and move your focus there. So often it's not an intentional thing that happens, but what I would like to uh, like, uh, share is that if you can put habits into place that are aligned with your values and aligned with the way that you process the world, then it doesn't need that fire up your ass. If you like 100% to, need to follow through, that's what starts the process. 100%. That's, what, that's what makes the change yes but then the habit you make them palatable on a daily basis so that you can follow through even when something else is collapsing 100 so that's where we need to go
1: yeah i totally agree with that and then something that i try and do with everyone that i work with is create a path uh, and create a very simple path with lots of signs telling you this is where you're going okay and i don't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we know in the dieting world um, more than anyone, that people give up everything. Like, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm not happy in this dress. I can't fit into my jeans. So therefore, I'm going to give up bread. I'm going to give up chips. I'm going to give up takeaways. I'm going to give up chocolate and crisps. I'm going to go on a total mm. uh, vegetables and, and meat or fish diet. I'm going to go for a run every day. Mm. I'm going to go to the gym four times a week. And that's not sustainable. So at some point, of course, you're going to say, I'm mm. going to say, I ain't got time. Believe me. I haven't got time to go to the gym five yeah. times a week. I don't have time to pre- prepare my food yes. every day. So I always say, look, why not just change one thing at a time? Get that, like mm-hmm. this is what I keep saying. This is a long, long process. So I, I always it's say, a look, long process, yeah, yeah. Like, but the problem is, is that in the dieting world, well, because of social media, because of the internet, you know, people push our eight week, oh look at this eight week transformation, amazing, look what. But you don't know how that person has got there. You don't know what their starting point was, number one. You also don't know how much they have Mm -hmm. had to give up in life. Also, I wanna see that eight week transformation in eight months. What do they look like then? Because that's what matters to me. It's not what they look like after that transformation. It's afterwards. Because afterwards, they go back to certain core normal life and they put it back on and more. So for me, it's all about even, for example, if you just say to a client, right, you know what? We're not gonna change anything. Apart from the fact that every morning you go to Starbucks, and you have um and you have a latte i want you to have an americano with milk instead of a latte that's all i want you to do this week and just that one little change is a positive yeah. change towards losing weight and it's not like you say it's not a it's not going to great pain
0: mm. not that absolutely hard. the coffee's still there isn't it you're still absolutely. able to have what you want you still but you're not the, the same habit. habit what i was going to uh, maybe share with you as well was that you know, when the, when the fire is there, then I would you know I would think in terms of leveraging that for all it's worth. So if the guy says, you know what, I'm happy, I'm going to have water for, for two months, yeah, because I need to get into those genes again. Yes. G- dude, have the water. Go for it, man. No, 100%. And then turn the strategy around, how do I safely bring the food back in again? Totally. How do I safely do it without killing you? Totally. Because that way... You're using the fire. Do you see what totally, I mean?
1: There totally, it's lit. Totally. And so totally, you aligned
0: the the values then.
1: I totally agree with that. You know, in, a, in a way of, I think then it's all about managing expectations, I guess. is knowing, yeah. right, okay, you're going to do this. You, you're motivated, highly motivated. You want to do it. I get it. Let's get, let's get it done, right? But then it's knowing that you may hit a plateau very, very quickly. Yes. And this will shoot you in the foot later on in life. Not later on in life, later on in the process. Because yes. let's say as an example, this, I always say to someone, look, I'd rather use one tool out of my tool bag instead of 20 tools out of my tool bag immediately. Because, yeah, yeah. and the reason I, I want to do that is because I'm trying to sustain a good quality lifestyle for you that you can sustain for a long period of time. Because right mm-hmm. now, if, I know you're motivated and this is what I always say. I get where you're coming from and I get, a, a go with the values of the client at that moment in time of like, you, you know what, you want to do it, do it. Fine. I mean, when it comes to water drinking, I agree. But when it comes to giving up foods and to, to going, say, from 3,000 calories to 1,200 calories and increasing your activity is so high, we, uh, the body has a, a, a tendency to want to survive.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're
1: going to hit a plateau very, very soon, which is what we call homeostasis. So the body will be like, oh, wow, bloody hell, I'm losing weight. I need, I need to come to a point where otherwise I'm going to die. I need to stop losing weight. So that may take four weeks three weeks, two months, and you may lose weight, you may lose weight, then you're going to hit a wall. Okay? Then if you hit a wall, say you hit a wall within four weeks and you're eating 1200 calories and you're going to the gym four times a week and you're doing loads of steps, where do you go from there? You have to go lower Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you've gone too far already. Mm. Does that make sense? Whereas if if then it becomes one of those things, well, I can't do anymore. I can't eat any less. So wh- where is it to go? Quit. Mm. Do you see where I'm coming from?
0: Oh, God, and, yeah, yeah. And quitting but, is, is the problem, isn't it? That's it the problem. Is.
1: And it is. And although I agree with you on that point, I also think we have to manage the client's expectations and say, I'm going to second. If you no, do do this, to, this is going
0: to be coaching the next step. what will happen in the next step of the process and the next step after that. Yes. And the problem is the reason that diets fail is exactly what you've touched on, whereby, you know, um, right. When you start off, there's pain from not eating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a nice thing. You're depriving yourself. You don't like it. No. But you're losing weight, right? So the pleasure of losing weight outweighs the pain of not eating. Yes. When, as you say, the homeostasis comes in, then you're, your pain is you're not eating, but your pain is you're not losing weight either. So suddenly people say, what the hell is this crap? Yes. I'm going to eat. What's the yes. point? It's not working for me. Exactly. And then that's when you say and you overshoot and get even fatter in the first place, than you started. with. Exactly.
1: And this is where I always say to everyone, look, you, stop going so fast. Right? So I totally agree with you on the point of, of you know, uh, align with their values. That's what they will do with the Let them do it. Yes and no. I think, a lot of coaches who let them do it get really quick results, but then they quickly also get rubbish results because at the end of the day, I want to see that person in six months. Yeah. yeah.
0: So but you know what, what, what I would say is align with them to say, look, for two, three days, whatever you need to you do. Yeah? Oh yeah. And then and then you call me the first time you need that biscuit. And yes. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what to do with yourself then. And you might have to have that biscuit, but that's Absolutely. fine. But I'll yeah. tell you how to do it in a safe way.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Let's go back to that point where you said forget fat loss. Let's talk about the point of using a yeah. car. So, let's say, for example, you know, someone, like you said, someone who you thought was below you, all, all of a sudden turns up in an a Ferrari and you're like, wow, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Immediately you're going to say he's selling drugs.
0: So, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> and you know what? That's such a good point you make, yeah? That often, because it hurts our ego so much to see somebody else doing well, we'll often pull the rug, up, rug from underneath them, isn't it? Just to help us feel to better, mitigate the pain that we have. Exactly, it will help us to feel a bit better. And there are so many mechanisms, these plasters that we put on, just to kind of help us a little bit uh, yes. to to cope. I suppose yes. to cope.
1: So how would someone deal with that? If someone actually felt like, well, you know, but I can't afford a Ferrari. Yeah. you know what would be the next step for that person because last thing we want to do is that for that person to go and buy a ferrari on hp and they can't afford it and they lose their house
0: absolutely absolutely and like i say i think a lot of this comes down to gratitude um and you know just focusing more on the things that are going well in your life now the reason i say that is again not to put a plaster on it not to put a plaster on it because success is defined uh in different ways by different people okay but finances is a very easy way to keep score, isn't it? It's yes. an easier way than saying I'm definitely ten times happier than you. It's too airy fairy, so that doesn't happen. Mm. So this is why people often measure themselves on their bank balance. But like you said before, we didn't know what the starting point was. Yeah, exactly. where they born into wealth, you know, where they um, do they have a, a job that pays more, you know, these kind of things. So I really, I really feel that. Uh, a lot of pain can be created by measuring our wealth against somebody else rather than measuring our wealth based upon, are we better today than we were yesterday? Totally. You know, or yeah, our own journey. And am I doing the best I can possibly do? hundred percent. There's loads of wealth creation strategies and things like this and trying to, to, to gain wealth. But like I say, if you try to start any endeavor, from a point of real negativity, okay, then that often hurts. And like we said, you know, and I was saying in jest about the guy who just wants to have water because he's in so much pain for two weeks. But remember, he's also starting that journey from a very negative place, from a very painful place. And so like you said, his strategy is going to be a bit skew-whiff from the day go. And it's probably Mm. going to end in problems. Mm. And the same is probably true with finances as well. Yes. If you say, no, I need that Ferrari quickly, then what's going to get you quick money, yeah? Rob a bank, win the lottery. These are not, these are not you know, safe strategies and no. sensible strategies.
1: No. And it most likely is going to take a lot, lot longer than you think, such as losing weight. Yeah, exactly.
0: You, you need to understand what you're getting yourself into as well. And it's not wrong because yeah. somebody once said to me, yeah, if you could have it for free, Yeah. If you could change your life today and say that you could either be much richer than you are or the same as you are, obviously you would be richer. Yeah. Yes. If you could say to yourself, can I be healthier, fitter, look better in my clothes or stay the same? Of course, you would want to look better. Of course. The problem is these things in reality are obtainable. They just take effort. Now, Mm. it depends on how much effort you want to put in that's directly proportional to where you are living your life right now 100%. and this is again the psychology of standards and things like this and where is your standard because if your standard is that i have to have a six pack then i swear to god you will have a six pack if your standard is oh i just want to look good in my clothes I can, please i'm not judging anyone this is fine because mine is different to health- I do not have a six pack, he will testify to this, <laughs> but I feel happy when I wear my clothes. Right? Yes, and that's important. And so I am happy in my body. And, yeah. And so these are just where we want to live and the standard that we are happy to live by. 100%. 100%. Yeah? But the, the guy, who, definitely, but the guy who rocks up in the Ferrari, I think, it, like I said, to come back to gratitude is a great springboard then to understand your own success and to springboard you to greater success, more success, the kind of success that will end up with you driving a Ferrari. So how would you, want.
1: How, how you uh, practice gratitude? What you, how would you recommend to practice gratitude?
0: So gratitude for me is always been a little bit of quiet time in the morning, close my eyes, and I just think about the things that I am most grateful for. And it's almost for me, and this is going to be different for everyone because the strategy is going to be different. But for me, it's almost like a spiral. Okay, so I start with the things that are closest to me. So I think about my wife, uh, my daughter, who I must honestly say I'm ultimately most grateful for in the whole world. And you could strip everything out of my life. And if I still had those two people in my life, I would be a happy man and a grateful man. And then as I go a bit further out, I start thinking about my wider family my friends, the people who I have touched, you know, people who have touched my life and have helped and influenced me and maybe I've helped and influenced. I then think about my, uh, professional, um, things. Cause again, these are also to do with my values, but my profession is really important to me, helping patients. And then also I'm very privileged, lucky and I'm rewarded well for doing that, both financially and spiritually, I suppose. Hmm. Um, And then I I can start thinking about business and all of these other facets as well. I live in a nice place and all the rest of it. So all the things that allow me to be really grateful for, I suppose, uh, the success in my life, because I've chosen that I want these things. I need these things to be happy.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm similar to you. I'm every morning I sit there and I'm grateful and I, I think to myself what i'm grateful about and it works for me well but when i speak to other people about it it's a bit of a cliche oh yeah but I, I i'm going to make no change because just saying it to myself is not going to change but actually i believe it does right i believe it it becomes part of your subconscious the more you say it, the more you say it it becomes you so you then start acting in a manner that portrays what you've been saying to yourself every single morning yes. but people still fight very much against that similar to for example writing things down gratitude i mean you might say it to yourself but i don't write it down you know i've tried it but i, I do it for a few days and i stop it um mm-hmm. but uh, do you feel that the writing down may be even that next step of engraving that in your head
0: yeah i think there were some really powerful studies that were done about learning Uh, And what they found, okay, so the brain is an amazing computer, beautiful computer. And um, it's it's like circuits, yeah? Each neuron is a connection that's made. So if you do a sum one day, yeah, in maths, for example, and you learn a formula once, then it will make a connection, okay? It makes a connection because you've made a distinction. You've made something, you've understood something you didn't understand before. It's a very weak connection, though, very weak. Okay. if you repeat that and you practice and you do more habit, as we said, that connection becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, there are certain ways to supercharge the strength of that connection. One of them is to write things down. One of them is to write things down. So as you understand something, you write it down. And the very act of you engaging in feeling yourself write something at that time, seeing what you've written, gives you two or three other places where you can recognize that fact. And that makes that connection much stronger. Another thing that makes things stronger is being excited. So normally we as humans will learn things that we are really engaged with far easier than things that we are disengaged. For sure yeah so if we know that so for me I love dentistry I absolutely love it for me it's my mission in life to look after my patients and I know that knowledge helps me to do that yeah the dental knowledge that I learn I love learning about it yeah I'm on Facebook all the time looking at cases looking at how things were done elegant ways to solve my patients needs okay and I love it. And I remember it all because I'm so engaged when I'm learning about it. Mm. Okay. And I'm sure Helder for you, nutrition, I've Absolutely. spoken to you about these topics, encyclopedic knowledge about it. And I wonder where does he keep all this stuff? But it's cause you're engaged in the process when you're learning it. it cause yeah. for you, that is your ability to help your clients. It's your mission in life. I, Absolutely. I see it in um, And so trying to get excited, Or if you're not, you know, understanding yourself as well is really important. If you're not excited in something, that is not something you should be doing, let's say for a living. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. I agree. I understand we've got to have bread, you know, we've got to make money. But we should try to make the nine to five something we enjoy. Yeah, that's when you've won the game, I feel, because it's not work anymore. You can't tell the difference between work and play. Totally. And, yeah, and me and you are
1: in a lucky position to be able to be in that position. Um, yeah. But I'll be honest with you, for many years of my life, I wasn't in that position. And although I would have read in books, yeah, you need to find something you enjoy, you need to do this, you, you need to um, quit your job if you're not happy there. But I was in a place where I was in debt. I couldn't quit my job. Yeah. You know, what do I do? What do I What do I want to do? You know, there was many times in my life I didn't know what direction to go down. And Luckily, I kind of, you know, being a coach was not something that when I was 18, I thought, I want to be a coach. I want to be a fitness coach. I want to help people be healthier. That was never the case. Never. Mm. I stumbled upon to this because I started bodybuilding. I started looking, mainly got into it because I wanted to improve. I wanted to be better. Then I started seeing, well, I'm on a second. This is amazing. I can help other people with this. And then I I I. Transcendent to, to go into that field, but I yeah. just stumbled upon it. It was never something that I thought I was going to do. So, and I feel that like maybe 95 95% of the population are probably in that place. So, what would, yeah, you, yeah. What, what would be your advice to someone listening to this that may be in a nine to five job right now, stuck, hates it, doesn't but doesn't quite know what what's next? What do I enjoy? What can I do that I'm gonna love like i and you do
0: no it's, it's a great question and it's a brilliant question because it's a bloody hard question to answer it is. Um, it's a really difficult one. i mean you you were a great case in point though where you already had uh i'm not going to say hobby okay so that belittles it i think but you had like a mission in your life isn't it yes health bodybuilding all of this stuff when getting paid for it but no. you knew that it was the thing that you loved and I'm sure there's many people there who will, in, who will um, sort of identify with that and know that there's something that they're not getting paid for, but they just love reading about it or they love learning about it. And that would probably be the thing that would be, you know, that, that's their passion. That's their mm. passion. Yes. And that might be what they want to gravitate towards doing. Yes. or it might be about structuring life in a certain way that allows them to do more of it as well because that's sometimes a compromise that we do realistically have to make that maybe our hobby there's no way that it would be able to remunerate us and allow us the kind of lifestyle that we have by working but, but just understanding and giving more time to that to feed our soul as well to keep us
1: happy in absolutely the Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually, that's a great answer. Thank although, you. Although it, a very, <laughs> it is a very difficult question to ask. And, you know, I asked that question to myself many years and I couldn't come up with it. But if someone would have said that to me there and then in that, in those simple terms, just as you said it, maybe that would have clicked something in my brain to say, I'm going to say, what do I do? What do I read all the time? What gives me that, that, that excitement in my tummy? Like you just said that I want to share with the world, even to this state, you know, I may be reading a book, I just finished a book called Switch, and there's so many good things in there. And when I was reading it, and I was saying this to um, Josh, actually, the other day, you know, when I read a book, Mm. I need to read a book that I can take something out of that book. So I can't read stories. I I get nothing out of that. I might as well watch Netflix if Mm. I'm going to read stories. That's how I feel. And other people love reading stories. That's cool. But I look at that book and I'm like, everything that I see, I'm like, oh, how can I then turn that into... Helping a client. Does that make sense? So I'm looking at this example that the book's given, and that book might have said, you know, to change your habit, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. And oh, well, I like that. So how am I going to turn that and then help Aleph? Does that really. make sense? And that gets really. me, that gets me excited. I'm like, wow, yeah. this this is amazing. And then quickly, I want to share it with you. I'm um, like, I don't tell you that I've learned this. I just so. Oh, Maybe, yeah. have you ever thought, have you ever... <laughs> I, just, I just read the book on this yesterday. Let's let's try it. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you ever thought about uh, maybe having this approach? Oh, yeah, that's really good i like, yeah, man. But this is why I love reading books. Because you pick so much thought yeah. from these amazing books. Uh, and, and, this, and it's
0: amazing how you attach so much pleasure to reading. Yeah. Because it helps you. It's aligned with your mission in the world your yeah. values are to help others and yeah. you understand that this is an infinite source of uh, uh, power for you yeah to be able to help people even more it's it's, it's a beautiful thing yeah, yeah.
1: like I, I've got quite a few biz, uh, books on business because running a business being a coach or running a business two different things right and I've got to be honest with you I do not enjoy running a business at all I hate it um but I'm reading these books because <laughs> I'm reading these books because I have to. And I'm like, "Oh, this is boring, man. I don't care about finances. I just care about helping Aleph get where he needs to get to. Do you know what I mean? But I guess it's, yeah. something, it's, it's something that I need to learn. And, and maybe that comes from my background of not being into education as much. Like, you know, like you were into that background of you were good at math, you were good at English, you were good at this. Whereas I was good at PE, that's about it. Because, because I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I didn't enjoy maths. Yeah, so I didn't want to learn because I couldn't see yeah. how that was going to help me. And, and I think,
0: I mean, even for me, uh, I mean, I went to uni to do dentistry, but I had no business training at all. And uh, the business now, uh, I don't know, I don't like to always listen to perceived wisdom. Okay. That's something that I've learned as well. Sometimes, you know, the magic when everyone is looking left, look right. Yeah. Because the magic is there. It's where the unexpected comes. But if you still live, um, true to your values, I think, think life is better. And my values, I like to think I'm a decent guy. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dick anyone over. I wouldn't leave them in the lurch. Um, and so if I'm going to look after patients, I will follow through. Okay. Mm. And that has, served me really well because in the same way that you have those values that you want to look really look after your client you know like a parent looks after their child then business tends to flourish because people pick up on that people are really smart I think generally and they know when someone's trying to dick them over or if they're looking out for their best interests. absolutely business generally grows reputation isn't it and word of mouth and the like because of that
1: absolutely uh, I know that you a lot you, you have uh, you know a lot about vision you're into this whole vision thing. Can you explain a little bit more of what vision means to you?
0: Oh totally, totally. Vision for me is clarity, okay So we touched on before understanding uh, yourself a little bit, trying to understand what's important to you as a human being. Uh, when you do that, then you, sh- you need to start to get really clear about what your perfect life would live like, would look like, sorry. What would your ideal perfect life look like? And you've got to split the facets into certain bits. So like, what would your body be like? Yeah, your health and all the rest of it. Uh, what would your finances be like? There are two things we touched on. What would your relationships be like with the people that are significant in your life and, and the like? So there are these different uh, categories that you can work on. But clarity is everything. You have to get really, really clear and keep revisiting it so that the details become part of you yeah and almost approach that exercise as if you are already living that life okay and there is something that is called the law of attraction which i've become really quite interested in and i I know helder we're going to talk about books at the end uh, of this uh, this talk but um one of them is the secret which i um which i read and i thought this was bullshit (laughs) because yeah i did too (laughs) No, 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 but no, no,
1: wait. <laughs> no, I'm no, but I totally agree with you. I actually think it's a good, great book now. Brilliant, isn't it? I listened to it maybe 10 years ago, actually Audible. And um, a yeah. CD, someone gave me a CD and I was in a car. I'm like, But now I have a totally appreciation for it. So go ahead.
0: No, definitely, and like so. So, what, what, uh, what I started looking into because as a scientist, I wanted to understand that this is not a hokey rubbish, but there is some grounding in science in this. I was looking into particle physics. Okay, I just happened to be reading about because something that interests me, and uh, it was a really startling thing that came up about how you know atoms—they mm. are a nucleus of protons and neutrons, and then they have electrons that orbit around them. And someone said this, that, you know, if you imagine the nucleus of that atom is the size of your house, the electron field around it is the size of the UK. So what? This is incredible. So what's going on in between is space. It's just space, right? So there is very little matter. Yeah, it's it's not like real concrete matter that's stopping one hand from going through the other. Because most of the atoms that make everything it's just space anyway mm. so really it's energy isn't it it's electrical charges yeah. positive and negative That's so it's negative charge versus negative charge that stops my hand going through my other hand mm. I thought oh my god energy but the secret was talking about energy in terms of the laws of attraction so hang on a sec does that mean that there could really be some science in this, And maybe I'm making a leap, yeah? Make, maybe I'm making a hop and a skip and a jump and I'm putting two and two together and getting five.
1: Mm.
0: But I really feel that more than just the crude matter that we are, we are like a soul, isn't it? And yes. nobody still understands why we have a consciousness. Nobody yeah. knows, yeah? Mm. But we do. And if you start thinking in terms of energy allows us to attract like, so good And good deeds will attract good deeds. And if you think like a wealthy person, then it attracts wealth. If you think of abundance, rather, that's a better word, then abundance comes to you. Whereas if you think very small, like there isn't enough, then you will also feel that there isn't enough. And you will always be living in scarcity. And ever since I really took this seriously, uh, my life has just gone in a different tangent. Because I don't believe that I have to apologize for anything
1: now. I totally agree. And we can even bring that a little bit into um, mental health as an example. Like something along the lines of you think that you've got an issue with your health. Could be, for example, I don't know. um, You think you've got a bad tummy. You will get a bad tummy. Yes. 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 Because everything that you do is inclined for that. Well, I can't do that because of this can't do that because I've got this problem. It becomes so engraved in you it becomes part of your your psyche and that then becomes you. It becomes your reality, doesn't it? Yeah, and if if you you were to say, uh, well, I don't feel very well, but I need to do things that are going to make me feel better and I'm going to be all right by the next couple of days. You will feel better the next couple of days.
0: Absolutely, and and in science, definitely in, in medicine, there are paper after paper written about wellness and illness behavior. Yeah. And uh, and the difference between those behaviours and how it really impinges upon uh, healing times after surgery. Mm. This is So this is not, you know, the hokey, weirdo, homeopathic, no. like, so this is like in the science, in the literature, in medical textbooks. So yeah. they're,
1: they're, this has been measured objectively as well. So it's amazing. it's amazing. This thing here is a very, very powerful thing. When I'm saying this, this the brain is a very powerful thing massively massively we, we,
0: we, we spoke about questions didn't we uh, the other day and i w- really wanted to share that with you but we were talking about programming ourselves for success mm. and asking the right question will mean we'll get the right answer so a really a lovely example and again i've shared this with you before but it's saying to you that you know if you feel overweight and the question you're asking yourself is why am i so fat then that's the wrong question because the answer you'll get is because i'm a pig Mm. yeah but that doesn't that doesn't help you if no. anything going to make you feel worse and disempower you if instead you ask a different question you ask yourself how do i get fit okay you will get the answer to that question yeah i need to run i need to move more i need to do things like this i need to eat less so you'll start getting the more you um more things of utility more things of worth. okay now if you ask yourself an even better question how do I get fit and enjoy the process, then you might get an even better answer. Yes. Yeah? One that, that will then fuel you to the right to the end of your goal. But yeah. asking the right questions is so important.
1: Uh, totally. Now you can apply that to anything. You can apply that to anything in life.
0: Yeah, and it absolutely.
1: Comes, and it comes down to you know, talking to ourselves, as we mentioned at the beginning of this exactly. conversation. Exactly
0: exactly and that that. conversation that we have with ourselves and how how powerful it is how important it is because it ultimately shapes our lives
1: absolutely well i wrote an article about this a few weeks ago and in the article i i said instead of saying i have to go to the gym or i have to go to work if you say this to yourself in a different way such as i get to go to the gym i get to go to work Immediately, you've shifted your mindset to a more positive mindset, and then things will just fall into place. But if you stay, and
0: I mean, yeah, just to time where we are now in this in this COVID lockdown world, yeah, yeah, I have to stay at home versus I get to stay at home.
1: Hundred percent. It changes. Just that one word changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I think it's that negative talk or the positive talk, like we said at the beginning of the talk, is. Is switching that, And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy to just flip a switch and start talking like that to ourselves, because we are very inclined to be very negative towards ourselves more than we are yes. to others, maybe. So it does take work, and it will take work. But I, I think if you, anyone's going to take a message from here today, is is the way you talk to yourself really matters. Either one way or the other, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is. If that could be my legacy, because we think about, you know, the, the message that we would leave, maybe have we left the world in a slightly better place than we, we, uh, than we entered it. And I would, I would love for people to, to take that seriously because mm. I have been on both sides of that coin, if you like. Me too. And, uh, and the, just the fact of sort of, God, it sounds very cliche, but you know, loving yourself you is such to. an important thing. And thinking that you are worth it is such an important thing. And you can't think like that if the language, that internal dialogue is completely negative. Oh, well, I can't, I can't go on. You know, it's, it's, it's not for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this kind of thing. Yeah. Then then you'll miss out on so much.
1: 100%. I totally agree with you. And there's a lot you can apply that to. By you just saying this, I'm thinking of so many things that you can apply that rule too. So if you take anything away today, that that, sh- that should definitely be it. Um, oh, uh, you know, I want to ask you a few questions.
0: Yes, yes, by all so, means. So
1: obviously, you know, the, the, the name of the, the podcast is Breed Success Radio. Um, so I, when I first came up with this name, I was like, I don't really like the word success. So why am I putting this into my podcast? And the reason I'm putting this into my podcast, is because I want to know each person that I speak to, what's their version of success? Because I think there's many versions of success. Success is not measured by one thing. It's not success by wealth. It's not, it's not measured by wealth, by fitness, by looks, nothing in my opinion. That's why I don't like it. But I think it's worth using because everybody uses success in terms of a positive thing, right? So I live by four pillars, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I try and have, you know, all of those four mm. pillars in balance that's my key that's my work my work every day is to make sure that all of those four are in balance so the most important my my, my opinion and the first one will be health um what does success look like to you in terms of your health
0: oh so for me and we touched on this slightly earlier i just i want to be uh vibrant and energetic and to, to to have the fuel, I need to do whatever I need to do and want to do as well.
1: Because hmm. there's
0: no point in having all my jobs done and then not having enough energy to be able to do what I want to do. Exactly. So uh, uh, energy is, is key for that. Uh, and then like we touched on this before, that for me, as long as I look reasonably okay in my clothes and I'm not embarrassing myself because I, I have been very overweight in my life as well. I think I'm, I'm only like five foot six, five foot seven and i was 16 and a half stone at one point which is mm. like stupid i think morbidly beast on that on mm. that scale so so i've managed to shift a lot of weight uh, and i'm at a place now where i feel comfortable in my own skin
1: that's uh, amazing so for me
0: that's success awesome. that's successful in terms of how
1: when it comes to wealth what does the success look like to you
0: so for me wealth uh, it was actually my, my uncle that came up with this it was brilliant he says that if you have a dollar more than you because he's from Canada if you have a dollar more than you need then you're the richest person in the world that's if nice. you have a dollar less than you need you're the poorest man in the world so if you're chasing you know you need to I need I need I need all the time then that's a problem so for me I guess it's uh, it's just I suppose living a lifestyle um that I am comfortable living and also just being able to to, to have what I want yeah to have what I want um So I'm not likely, I'm not stupidly lavish uh, with the lifestyle that I have, but I feel abundance in the sense that I know that if I need it, if I want it, then I I can have it. That for me is financial
1: success. Awesome. Um, In terms of
0: uh, love, what does success look to you? Love is is a great question, okay? I I would love to share something with you on love. You know, people get into love and they feel like it's like a contract. Yeah, they feel like there's return on investment. Mm. So if they love someone, they need to be loved back, right? So I don't I don't feel like that because I feel that the privilege actually comes. If you think about what love means, it's the feeling you feel, not somebody else loving you, but of you loving somebody. Mm. Isn't that where the happiness comes Absolutely, from? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because that's your feeling, isn't it? That's your feeling, how much you love somebody else. Yes. But my success in love is having people around me that I can love yeah I, I like to think they love me as well by the way just yeah. for the record <laughs> um, but, but no but the people that I love and I would do anything for you know and I really would go out of my way to make sure they're happy that for me is success in love
1: amazing in terms of happiness what's success for you
0: so happiness is, yeah, having the plate spinning and uh, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, balance, yeah, balance is definitely for me happiness because, um, yeah, having a day or a month or a year where I do nothing, I mean, lockdown has taught me and I've been reasonably active during it in terms of working and looking after patients and this and that and the other. Um, yeah, a bit of balance is amazing and having time to rest, having time to just have... Fun, you know, so there's things that are great because they give you uh, fun in the moment, mm. and then there are things that are great because they are hard, but they're going to reap dividends and fun in the future. Exactly. So I think having a bit of a balance of both of those going on is key. And yeah. we spoke about this before, didn't we, about the different classes of um, of activity? Yeah. So class one activities are the ones that feel good in the moment, but also are good in the long term. So yeah. if you like working out, Helda Barroso, working out is a class one activity, isn't it? Yes. Because you love working out. I know you do, but it's also a good thing for you. Yes. Okay? And then there's class two activities, which are good for you, but you don't enjoy doing. So let's say maybe reading a really rough paper on something very very difficult and technical yes. Yes. is very good for you, okay? Because those distinctions will help you in the in life. But it's pretty rough going while you're there. Mm. The key to happiness, by the way, is turning more and more class two activities into, into one. class one. Activities. Yes. Yeah. Because if you can actually enjoy the process of lit- critical reading, then and some people do. Yeah, yeah. And if you huh? the mindset of lo- loving it, then you've turned it into class one. Yeah, absolutely. Class three. Yeah, so class three are the ones that feel good, eat the chocolate, but not really good for anyone. Yeah, okay? not in the long term. And believe it or not, there are class four, and we won't get into the psychology of it, but they are ones that feel bad in the moment, but then also feel bad in the long term. Like having an argument for some weird ass reason with your spouse or somebody else. Yeah, doesn't feel doesn't feel good in the moment doesn't isn't good in the long term but sometimes we do it to satisfy needs so uh that's a whole other whole other topic Although,
1: and all other podcasts that we can go into at another time
0: <laughs> yes yeah the six needs definitely for,
1: for sure um and uh last question as you know i'm a big uh, believer in reading books i haven't yes. always been but i am now and um, for the last at least 10 years um what would you say has been the best three books you've read and that you'd recommend so i'm
0: definitely going to stick in the secret there because like i say i missed the point the first time but when i reread it again learning and understanding what i do about energy and how that's real that's physics that's science quantum mechanics uh yeah i thought wow wow there is there is really something in it and i practiced it and it's even more powerful so wonderful um, another one that's changed my life, uh, I know again we've not spoken too much about it in, in, today, but one of the key distinctions in my life was going from having a fixed mindset to what's called a growth mindset. Fixed mindset is a little bit where we just say it is what it is. So I am good at math, so I will always be good at maths. There's no chance for me to uh, get better or worse. I'm not good at English, so I will never be good at English. So I'm just going to resign myself to the fact that I'm not good at English. So that's a fixed mindset. And actually, believe it or not, when I started as a dentist, I was clever. Okay. I, 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 and and I, I don't mean that in an arrogant no, way. No, that's I fair enough. Very good with my hands. I was actually really not very good at sculpting fillings and making things look beautiful. So I thought, oh my God, I'll never be good at this. This is my curse. My, my blessing has been that uh, knowledge comes to me so easily, but God has now cursed me to balance things out. It's a stupid mindset mentality I had. Yeah. Then I understood that this thing called growth mindset means that actually if you just try and get clear about what you want, apply yourself to it, practice, you can become good. And now I like to think I'm, I'm actually a really good dentist. I present nationally and internationally, showing my work to other people. I, w- I couldn't do that if I, if I didn't do, do, do a good job for my patients. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So this thing about, and there's a book by Carol Dweck, okay, and it's called Mindset. And that talks about growth and fixed mindset. And that, again, has been an excellent thing to read, knowing that I'd been through that journey in my life as well. So that's, awesome. that was an excellent one. And then the last book is one called Free Economics um, is a very clever book, okay? Because what it talks about is setting the rules of the game for success. Okay? So, for example... The problem with uh, democratically elected governments is that they need to get voted back in again every four or five years. Okay, this is a big, big flaw in the system. Okay, I'm not saying uh, uh, autocracy is the answer. I'm not saying dictatorships are the answer. But I'm just saying that just acknowledge the issues. Okay, so let's say the NHS is in a really big problem let's say, or let's just acknowledge it, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but let's say that NHS isn't a big problem. It's going to take a 10-year plan to get it better, okay? And that means that for three years it's going to get worse mm. before it actually gets better and reforms. Mm. The problem is no government would be brave enough to bring that to the people because those three years that things get worse, everyone's going to say, what a crap government, they ruined our NHS and we're going to vote the other people in, okay? Mm-hmm. So the rules of the game are not conducive to long-term improvements because of this business of having to vote people in every four or five years. So and as I say, in, as a dental practice owner, I'm lucky enough that I'm able to set rules in my own practice, okay? So I understand, having learned what I did in free economics, that if I set rules up with perverse incentives, I'm going to get crappy behavior right? But if I incentivize good behavior, one girl goes is outstanding and I make an example of her and I say, look how good she is, look how great we could all be and how everybody will work better if we're all like that, then I'm incentivizing good behavior, but I will be ruthless and I will punish bad behavior. I will not turn a blind eye because I need people to understand that standards are my standards and they have to be um, uh, upheld. Yes. So that's a very... Uh, uh, important thing and a really great book I learned about just taking power
1: of an organization by making the rules work for you. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, and I know you're an author yourself. Yes. You're, yeah. You've written the yeah. book yourself called The Smiling yeah. Dentist is that correct?
0: That's right Yes. Yeah. so it's called The Smiling Dentist uh, it's a slightly ropey title <laughs> my, my theory behind it was that I, I really feel happiest when I have nice patients when they have if I do work for them that makes them happy if I have great engagement with them that makes me happier it makes me smile yes okay so I'm in the business of smiles um, and so what I did was I put together basically a patient education book so each chapter the title is a question that I would commonly get asked and then the body of the text is me trying to answer it in as clear, concise and jargon-free way I can. So hopefully people can have an insight into what we do as dentists and that we don't like just rock up to work and say how much pain can I inflict? Uh, We're actually there to try and help
1: people and there's sometimes good reason why we do. Yeah and I think it's important that people read that book because I'm going to say this, you know, for years and years and years, I didn't go to the dentist and you know, my wife hates going to the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we, we have this negative, um, connection with the dentist with pain, right? I only need to go to the dentist because I'm in pain or I'm going to be in pain. Right so, it's, yeah, no,
0: it's, so many times, it's a painful experience right so the only thing that's going to get me to that painful experience is having pain. more motivation isn't it and that is like you say it's either pain or potentially now this is happening more pleasure because yes. the pain actually I have is that my smile looks crap and yes. I need it to be fixed okay yeah, so those in, are
1: generally the reason most people come to me I think case. back in those in my days you know people didn't go to the dentist to uh, get a pretty smile they were not get <laughs> no. Yeah. Invisalign and all that kind of stuff. They were just going because they were in pain and they needed to get fixed. But yeah. now it's, it's it, we're living in a totally different world, so which is good for you as a business. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> well it's more fun doing that kind
0: of treatment, to be fair.
1: Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but you know, I totally believe that everybody should read that because it open it up a little bit more to the fact of what you guys are actually doing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love uh, talking to patients, consulting. I mean, you you've been in a consultation yeah, with me, absolutely. And yeah. I, Educate people very quickly to that little bit that they need to know, so that they can see and understand why I'm making the decisions I'm making. Because yeah. dentistry is a beautiful discipline. There's no smoke and mirrors, okay? I know there's terminology and all the rest of it, yeah. but that's just precision and the like. But once you understand a little bit that topic, then you can make and understand the decisions I'm making, maybe
1: on your behalf or helping you to make. Well, so it's, it's love. Lovely. I'll be, be honest with you. You know, I've been to many dentists, and when I go to the dentist. You know, they tell me stuff, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, just do it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. my wife's had a few issues with her um, a smile, let's say. And we've been we've been seeing you and you know, for years, we're going back to when she was 15, she's seen a dentist and the dentist said, well, you know, she, she thinks she's got goofy teeth. And the dentist says, well, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's just what it is. And they never gave her braces back then. And she feels very like that dentist did her wrong. They should have gave her braces. So for so many years, mm-hmm. so many she's been to see other people, and other people are saying, oh, I, I can fix it, I can fix it, but never, they've never explained it in the way that you did in literally two minutes. You know, you explained it. Oh,
0: well, thank thank but you. it's the
1: truth, so it's that. the truth. You explained it to her in such a way that you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Now I understand why the doctor, when I was 12 said, there's no need for me to get braces because they're not gonna do anything.
0: Yes, yes. Does that Absolutely. make sense? So now she's the And the communication is so powerful because you can have the best intentions and communicate them poorly, and you've alienated that patient for the rest of their life. For sure. So letting them in and understanding why we do things is it's a lovely it's a privilege. Honestly, it's an
1: absolute privilege. Absolutely. And obviously you're the owner of Oakdale Dental, which is to me probably the best dentist in Leicester. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, it's the <laughs> truth. It's the truth. So, if people want to uh, find out a bit more about Oak Dental, where would they find uh, Oak Dental?
0: Uh, so we've got a website, uh, www.oakdeldental.co.uk. Uh, and we also have, we're also we on Instagram as well, uh, Oakdale Dental. So, if you uh, in- Instagram us, then we've got, uh, yeah, we're re- rejigging it a little bit now, but hopefully that should be quite nice, a nice thing, an engaging thing to have a look at. We're awesome. trying, trying, trying to have some fun with it.
1: Awesome. And in terms of your uh, book, where can people go and buy your book?
0: Yeah. So if you look on the website as well, then one of the tabs on there is Smiling Dentist. Uh, so there's got a little bit about me. So a little bit of patient info stuff as well. Um, and uh, there should be a link on there to to buy it through Amazon. Uh, and all the proceeds go to charity, by the way. It's never never a, an endeavor. I thought I was going to make money out of. Oh, brilliant. Uh, but, but my parents are from Tanzania, and. um, there is a charity that goes out called Bridge to Aid, and they provide dentistry uh, to the villages, you know, who have no access to dentistry. So wow. people from the UK go out there uh, and then they set up these camps, which is great. So they do dentistry. But at the same time, they're teaching local healthcare workers how to do the dentistry. So oh, they're leaving a bit of a legacy wherever they go. Um I, I loved it. I fell in love with the charity, so I wanted to support it. So this was my uh, vehicle awesome. for doing that.
1: So if you buy Aleph's book, obviously the money goes to that charity. So go ahead and buy that book. I'm going to put the link uh, below uh, on the show notes. I'll actually put the link below for the, all of the books that you've mentioned and also for Oakdale as well. Um, and uh, lastly, I just wanted to obviously say thank you for taking your time out of your day.
0: It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you.
1: One of my favorite podcasts to talk about Uh, The stuff we talked about has been absolutely brilliant. And I think you can apply that to so many things, but I just want to leave the last message is what the way we talk to ourselves is really, really important. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Aleph. Appreciate it, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Aldo. Thank you. You're welcome, mate.